You already got your revenge. You go down this path, our path. It's not a long life. I don't know. You seem pretty old. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are closing in on season 10 being done, Chris. This is episode 20 of the of 23, I think, maybe 24 episodes that we have. I I don't. Wow. I, I, I somehow like haven't really put together that. Yeah, we're at the end of the season. Holy crap. Yeah. After this, there are three more episodes. Um, wow. And I, Chris, I know you're in kind of unexplored territory as far as Supernatural is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in the weird territory where I've definitely watched a bunch of stuff, but I don't necessarily remember all of the ins and outs. So I just, I, I just know some stuff is happening and I'm, boy, am I excited to get there, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm also excited to find out what happens. I think I kind of have an idea of, where the season's gonna go mm-hmm. um like 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 one like one spoiler thing and that's that shadow the hedgehog will be unleashed yes, um 100 but i i gotta say i mean we're only maybe two or three episodes past where i've seen now um but it feels like not having any idea what's gonna happen in an episode makes that episode a lot better um there's a there's a moment in this episode where sam gets knocked unconscious and I almost didn't notice at first. I was like, oh shit, Sammy. And then a second later, I, like, I was like, wait, <laughs> that's the thing that happens a lot. <laughs> that, that's dumb. Um, because I didn't know where it was going, so I was actually wrapped up in it. And that's a fun feeling, and I have definitely missed this feeling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to get to season 15, um, or like even season 13, um, and season 14, 15, and all that stuff, just to see... like what everybody's been talking about for the last couple of years. Cause I am so in the dark and I know spoilers because you know, the CW announced a, a returning yeah. guest star. Like you're not going to miss that. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how all those parts uh, connect. It'll also be interesting to uh, watch all of our friends donate at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Like Ben did um, Ben recently um pitched in he gets access to the discord he gets access to exclusive podcast we uh we're do- currently doing stuff on haunting of hill house the netflix series there's a whole season's worth of our coverage of cowboy bebop but there's also stuff on the witcher and also some patron requests so if you're kind of into telling me and chris what to do there's tiers for that available patreon.com slash monster of the week Chris, what's been happening in season 10? What has been happening on Supernatural? Last time on Supernatural, Sam secretly absconded. I'm adding that word in now because I thought it sounded good, but it doesn't. Sam secretly teamed up with Rowena in hopes of finding a way to remove the mark of Cain from Dean. Dean continues to struggle against the mark, but is determined to keep on hunting. 
Meanwhile, Castiel uh, has his grace back, but still isn't allowed to live in the bunker, leaving an ongoing question mark on the quest that has taken Castiel from heaven to a playground at night that has seen him confront both humanity and even his vessel's daughter, Claire. Oh, and Metatron has also escaped with the demon tablet. Oops. Damn. That's a, that's a really good job. Did you write that or did you get someone to, to ghost write that for you? I, uh, that was a friend of the show, uh, me. That was from Local Bones Nodes, Local Bones Nodes. Gaming Podcast. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I tried to say Sam secretly absconded because I thought there was a little bit of alliteration fun in there because the S in abscond. But it, I was mm-hmm. like, does that word even fit here? All, all, all of these glimpses behind the curtain for our listeners. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. How to, how to speak like Chris mm-hmm. Mosier. Uh, we're going to be covering season 10, episode 20, Angel Heart. This was written by Robbie Thomas and directed by Steve Boyum. This aired on April 29th, 2015. Claire Novak returns. When Claire Novak gets a lead on her mother, Amelia, who has been missing for years, Castiel asks Sam and Dean to help her. Castiel feels guilty for what he did to the Novak family and wants to make amends by reuniting Claire with her mom for like 20 seconds. (laughs) However, when they find out what took Amelia, they realize there's a chance Claire may not get her happy ending. Um, Shout out to... uh, uh, having a second Amelia on the show. Second Amelia. I, yep. That was Sam's girlfriend, right? Was it? Was that her name? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't uh, the girl that he like in season eight when he quit hunting? Wasn't Amelia the girl he dated? <laughs> I did. I did not remember that. You just uh, agreed that it was the second Amelia, but well, you didn't uh, even I know thought, who I was referring to. No, I thought you meant because this is the second actress to play Amelia Nova, Neutron. Oh. Like <laughs> that's it, what I, I thought you were know. talking about. Yeah, I saw that sixteen years ago. I don't remember who <laughs> played that episode. <laughs> who the fuck? What are you talking? What's a season eight, Chris? What are you talking about? I don't understand. It's, Sam hit a dog. Um, so. Yeah, this um I knew that Claire was coming back for this because of the um preview image. Like I don't I don't have the um intro obviously, the road so far in the actual episode. So I didn't see episodes of Claire or anything about Jimmy Neutron or anything like that. So Well, and um, also like at the end of the last episode, I straight up told you Claire Novak returns like yes, I always that, do. So. That as well. That as well. Um so I knew that Claire was going to be in it and we've seen her several times this season, but when the cold open started and we see who is what is clearly Jimmy Neutron and not Castiel walking into a house and uh mom amelia novak uh coming down the stairs to greet him i was like oh so we're we're gonna deal with some more vessel stuff and pretty quickly you realize this isn't reality um i thought it was going to be either castiel dreaming and i thought that would be kind of a weird dream to be like almost like a nightmare for him realizing Mm -hmm. like you know as he's still dealing with his regret over taking jimmy and all this um or it was going to to be Claire. So I was surprised when um, the mom walks down the stairs, hugs uh, Jimmy Neutron, and he starts to like burn her, or, or like she gets like ooze on her, or something like that. And then she wakes up, and we realize that it's actually Amelia, the mother, who's dreaming, and somebody is doing something to her. Yeah, they're basically uh, carving her arm, and what looks like Grace like an angel's grace as we've seen it portrayed on the show kind of floats up and he, and he basically does like the junkie sniff with it. Like he mm-hmm. just puts mm-hmm. one hand on one, no- one finger and one nostril and just, just snorts it up. Gross. Bad. <laughs> yeah, you, Gross. What? <laughs> we have to tell the people, the people, the listeners, what, it, what, what, what is happening in this episode, Chris? And I can't tell the guy that. in the sound department to please edit that out. <laughs> We don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, I'll probably edit a worse one in at this point. So. 
<laughs> just a real I'm big get, honk. I'm getting the guys in the sound department on the phone right now. Um, uh, I want to talk so, about, yeah. uh, before we move past this scene, uh, I want to talk about the way that just some real subtle like differences in how uh, Misha Collins dresses is the difference between Castiel mm-hmm. and Jimmy Neutron because like his hair being parted a different way and he just he looks like yep. so sweet and innocent and dumb and I love him like I just can't yep. help it and he just looks I just and he, he talks in that nice voice he doesn't have the gravel in the back of his throat like he does for Kaz uh, and it's just I don't know I just like it he's a sweet boy he's just a sweet boy and that's that's something that these actors have always been able to to do really well and you know I, I'm not an actor I don't know what it's like but they all seem to be able to transform themselves into whoever else, you know, despite it being the same show. And um, I think that's really cool. You know, Sam going to Lucifer or Dean, Demon Dean or um, yeah, Jimmy and Castiel there. I think Jimmy and Castiel especially don't feel like the same person, even though we have a much softer version of Castiel than we did back in season four. They still feel like so separate and not even just because of the very obvious visual cues, like the hair part and the sweater, but just the, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it is in the voice. Maybe it's all in the voice, like you said. But it's you immediately you know that's Jimmy Novak or Jimmy Neutron, excuse me. Um, and yeah, so we see this this reunion, but then it quickly goes wrong. Um, Amelia wakes up. Somebody's like drinking her, and then she falls back into the dream. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to Claire going into a CD bar, and I the- was immediately like, "Oh, honey, please, like, why can't you just like like hang out?" At a Starbucks. Don't hang out at, at Susie's bar in a back alley somewhere. Just Chris, like Chris, cool. the, na- you- the name of this bar is the Lucky Star Bar and Massage. I don't think that that <laughs> is appropriate in any way, shape, or form. I have gone to a lot of CD bars in my time upon this earth. Uh, I really like dive bars a whole lot. Like, you know, give me. Give me the bar that has like four drunks sitting in there in the middle of the day and I'll go and have a couple of beers like I'll have a good time. I don't care. I will. I would never go into a bar slash massage. Like, I don't it I don't just, I don't want to know. I don't I don't need to know anything about about that place. It ain't right. It ain't right. That's all I can say. It ain't right. Claire is looking Claire for a, uh, a guy named Ronnie, um, who is a, mm-hmm. a regular. She has to bribe the, the bartender to find out uh, where he is, which is just right over there. Um, Ronnie immediately says, I don't, I don't know your mom. I don't know who she is. I have no idea. Claire's like, you, you know, you were mentioned, like, I know you've talked to her and he denies all of it. Um, yeah, she has her mom's diary. Yeah. yeah she said that, you know, Ronnie in the diary says like, Ronnie's gonna, um, bring me to a miracle worker. So, um, yeah, Ronnie's like, I don't want anything to do this. I don't know your mom. I don't know this familiar lady. Um, if I knew a miracle worker, I wouldn't be sitting in this fucking bar talking to you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be in the Lucky Star bar handing out massages, right? Doing a weird fake accent. I would be living my dream. <laughs> which, um, which is all of this exactly the same, except I don't have to give anybody massages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he eventually leaves, and she kind of follows him outside to confront him again. And uh, at this point, he accidentally says Amelia's last name. He says Amelia Novak, and she's like, "I didn't tell you her last name." And that's when he just like rears back and punches the shit out of her and she passes. No. <laughs> I think he like pushes her. I don't think he punches her. Yeah, he just he just like pushes her <laughs> off. Like which pushes her to be like, get out of my face, I'm leaving. And then when she falls, she hits her head on a dumpster and gets knocked unconscious. I was very surprised that she that he checks her pulse and then calls an ambulance and then leaves. You know what, Ronnie? Good for you. Like you're you're kind of Ronnie. a shit bag this episode. Yeah. You're not a real one. In fact, I have in my notes later, like no, RIP no. Ronnie, you were not a real one. But uh like good for him for just doing the right thing and like calling this. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen often with these with these fellas because 
He's not he's not a good guy, but he could be a worse guy. Let's let's put it at that. Considering Claire got wrapped up in a I'm sorry, but a pedophilia ring. True. That yes. was fucked up. That was real um, fucked all up. Right. Uh we cut to Castiel over <laughs> waiting in front of a hospital as uh Dean and Sam drive up and park directly in front of the hospital. No, presumably is the fire lane. That. Yeah, that's yeah. completely <laughs> illegal. When is the last time you went to a hospital and didn't park a mile away, right? Like, no, right. Like, you can pull up to like the ER. <laughs> you can pull up to the ER and get out. Yes. But some, somebody will go get your car and park it at least two miles away from the entrance. Like, it's yeah. it's going to happen. Uh, my dad is currently a, a part-time shuttle driver for a hospital because it's just like it's staff, employees, like, no, you cannot, you can't bring a car within 500 yards of that hospital. It's fucking um, hilarious. But yeah, and they they just roll up and it's blasting like the like funky, almost like porno music <laughs> that Supernatural loves. Yes. And for whatever reason, this, even though I was actually, I was interested because of everything we've seen so far, the, the somber tone set by uh, Jimmy Neutron and his wife. Um, but then they roll up and the, their bla- this funky music is playing and it just immediately endeared me to this episode because <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I love it. And you got like concerned mom Castiel pacing back and forth. <laughs> It's really the good. Hospital, and then Sam and D get out in their in their usual gear. I don't know why I expected them to be dressed dressed like FBI. So when they were just in their like regular clothes, I because was that's like, how oh, this starts. Up? That's that's yeah. how every, that's how these these situations start. Like they pull up to somebody who's been waiting for them, and they're in they're in the full FBI outfit every single time. Yep. Uh, but not this time. Um, they're just in their normal nope. flannels. Uh, they're like, "What's up? We're the boys, and we're back in we're town. Back in fucking town." Dean Cast- tries to high five like an orderly walking by. And like, nope, all right, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Castiel has not checked on his weird stepdaughter. I guess is the best way to describe that family relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because he's just been too afraid to go in without the the moral support for, from Sam and Dean, which is very yeah, Dean's cute. like, oh Extremely great, yeah, cute. just like three men and a lady. I think is what he says. Yeah, it's yeah, like, three men and right, a lady, yeah, three it, men and a baby. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. When three grown ass men come confront this girl in her hospital bed and she doesn't even know they're coming. And when they walk into the room, like she immediately is not happy to see Castiel. And when Dean walks in, she's really not happy to see Dean. Like the last time she yeah. saw Dean, he murdered a group of people that were kind of her friends. Um, yes. Even if like some of them were going to try to um, kill and presumably rape her. Like they, yeah. they, she, he still like murderized an entire room full of He dudes. murderized some serious people. She also tried to have Dean killed by some. Also presumably, that. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, just, just vagrants. Um, I also <laughs> just, I like to just point out that Castiel. Brings in Sam and Dean because he needs their help because, quote, you were both troubled teens. (laughs) I I wanted to point that line out as well. You obviously know what to do with this girl because you guys were fucking shitty as teens. You guys are fucked up, right? Please. She's fucked up, too. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm obviously not. I'm very normal and well-adjusted, Cassiel. Um... She so, says yeah. she she explains what she's been doing, which is uh, trying to find uh, her mother, um, mm-hmm. so that she can tell her mom that mom ruined Claire's life, which is a very yes. clear thing to do. Um, it's a very clear thing to do. She, we all see right through her. Castiel was her emergency contact in her phone. All right, exactly. We see, yeah. we see through you, Claire. The tough act. It ain't gonna work. But uh, she gives Sam like the postcards that her mom sent her, which kind of led her to here, um, and she tells them about Ronnie and. Uh, Claire says that Amelia was looking specifically for miracles so that she could try to find Castiel because she wanted yes. to basically reunite her family. Because obviously this was all before um, Claire had reunited with Castiel. We knew he was back. I like that they let Sam do some stuff in this episode, even yes. though he's not necessarily that important. And, and in a way, Dean isn't really that important either. But I think that they both have 
good interactions with everybody. Yeah. But yeah um, everybody interacts with Cass. Everybody interacts with Claire. Um, there's actually not a lot of Sam and Dean stuff, which, you know what? I'm kind of okay with this episode because Sam is still technically being sneakier on the back. Um, and we just sort of ignore that. So we just get, we get a little bit of um, just each, each side's personality coming out to Cassiel and, and uh, Claire. And it's just, it's, it works. It works all around. Uh, they they step outside and talk about the situation. Castiel says this is all his fault, and Dean's like, "Yep, it totally is." Uh, but this sounds like it could be like a case for us. And uh, and and Dean's kind of excited. He's like, "I just want to get on this case so I can go out and punch something." Which of yeah. course, you know, Castiel and Sam have to share a look after he says that. It's but- so funny because Dean sees is like doesn't seem murderous. He seems like pissed off or like fired up because he's like, um, he's like close enough. Just give me something to punch her already. Like he's all he's just all hyped up he's, like he's just ready just to like, hunt i'm going out and i'm crushing some beers tonight nobody's stopping me like that's dean's vibe this whole time <laughs> like later on in this episode when when castiel is like dean is getting worse i'm like he's not fine. He, like, he's totally he, like, punched fine. a guy yeah, yeah the guy deserves this it this is kind of normal <laughs> this is everything that i expect from dean winchester is what this, this is, is absolutely just dean after three beers <laughs> this is three beer dean this, this is three beer dean except <laughs> off of on no beer i mean it's not like he's he's 10 beer dean on on no beer he's three beer dean on no beer if that's all the mark's gonna do we're fine yeah idea. we're fine just don't <laughs> let him drink that shouldn't be a problem just don't let him drink and then he'll be five beer dean and we'll be like whoa buddy put your <laughs> pants back on castiel's not even here um all right so while they're chatting outside, uh, Claire sneaks out, um, and yes. Dean and Cass decide they're going to go to the bar and track down uh, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean asks um, Castiel, "Is like, hey, like, even if we fix this, like, where does this end for you? Like, you're not her dad, you know. You're and you. When are you going to? When are you going to leave this woman alone? And, yeah, he's and, saying that um, you know, he should cut his ties because Castiel's going to hold her back, and that she is stronger on her own." And I'm like, wow, Dean, who are you talking about here? Claire or yourself? Mm. Hmm? Are you suddenly mm. are you suddenly hating your family again? Because, well, let's be real. It's probably the mark. That's it's it's I think less about him, like slamming a guy's head on a table later in this episode and more this kind of stuff. That's probably throwing up red flags for um, Castiel. This isn't entirely new behavior or a new sentiment for Dean. But I think him basically saying, like, y'all are holding me back. Like I could be like free and true with my mark. Um, I think that's probably a little bit concerning because Castiel knows, you know, this isn't new for Dean, but it's also not exactly like Dean. Like yeah. he's kind of moved past the I'm I'm a lone warrior kind of vibe. So this is clearly influenced by something else. When they get to the bar, this is there's something else that bothers Castiel. Like Ronnie immediately uh, they find Ronnie corner him up in a booth and he immediately says i don't know anything i don't know that girl i have no idea who she is and dean basically starts like grabbing him and like pounding his head into the table and yeah. because it's I'm not gonna lie i was into it i was really surprised the bar didn't come over and check out what's happening to ronnie the massage they were therapist. in the back booth they thought oh it's one of ronnie's aggressive massages <laughs> which is all it's it doesn't it's not what it sounds like it's just always ronnie getting beat up by somebody <laughs> It's a, it's a weird kind of massage therapy where you put your fist in my face repeatedly. <laughs> Very hard. Oh, Ronnie's just that kind of guy. Um, Eventually, he tells them that uh, he he used to be blind, and then he met a faith healer who healed him from being blind. And then in exchange for being able to see, he made Ronnie recruit potential subjects who were always kind of young and would not be missed. And some yeah. of those people he would heal, and some of them he would strap up and cut on. And Ronnie was like... 
I saw him strapping up and cutting on a young girl, and I decided that I'm just going to drink and do massages for the rest of my life. And I yep. stayed in the same town and didn't leave. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Ronnie is obviously culpable in all of this, but I like that because of the experience that Dean has with faith healers, at least this is how I read it. As soon as he hears, like, yeah, this, this faith healer, he, I was blind and now I can see. Dean is immediately like, okay, who is this guy? Peter Calloway, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's go find it. Like, where is he? Like, Dean shifts his attention instantly from Ronnie to the faith healer because going back to his experience with faith healers, Dean knows that if this is happening, if this guy actually performed a miracle, that it's, it's bad. It's, it's, it's something's going on. Here. So it, it Last is, time it, is... it was a reaper on a chain, essentially. <laughs> um, and, and this time it's, we're going to find out what it is and it's, it's not actually faith healing, but I like that, that, that hunter instinct. And even if it's n- not an intentional callback, for me, it felt like a callback. Yeah. I, I like like healing, hearing the words faith healer and having Dean react to like, oh, yeah, that's definitely something supernatural that we have to go hunt mm-hmm. is, is really good. Um, they it's cut like out from the bar. Like five or something, isn't it? Do it. Yeah. It's like real. It's, it's real early. Way on. early. Like I, I would I would have said six or seven, but yeah, five too probably. Yeah. Um, they leave and we one. see we see Ronnie calling somebody. We don't know what it is. Um, Claire shows up back at her hotel and finds that uh creepy sam winchester has just been sitting there in the dark sitting there in the dark <laughs> just not just waiting for her. um you know the, i was thinking about how weird this was and i'm trying to write my notes on it and i'm like you know what at least he wasn't like blocking the door <laughs> like sam wasn't like in the closet and then steps out and blocks the door and, like locks her like because <laughs> for whatever reason i was afraid that was gonna happen at least he wasn't but rustling through her there. underwear he's just yeah. he's just sitting there he just sitting there doing. in the dark he was probably playing bejeweled on his phone until he saw the taxi pull up and then he put it away I um, no, I'm sorry. He was going to markofkane.org again or whatever. This is this is gonna seem this is gonna start a trend in this episode of uh, the boys kind of training Claire how to be a hunter, mm-hmm. and and I am here for it because like they've tried to obviously like both of them in their own way are accepting Claire as extended family because she's she's been through the shit like she's got a, a similar upbringing as as the Winchesters do with losing parents because of these crazy supernatural events. And obviously she's insisting that on being on her own. So like Sam immediately is like, yeah, number one, when you check into a hotel, don't use your real name. And also don't use rockstar names. That's our gig. Like you have to find yeah. your own brand. Like that's our home. Maybe, maybe do YouTubers, maybe do famous YouTuber names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe do. Hi, I'm Claire PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. I had another heated gaming moment. Um, yeah. It's, I, I, I appreciate that. He's just like, yeah, don't do this. I just, is it even in the scene? I haven't looked at my notes yet. Um, because when, <laughs> when Sam is like, I'll just teach you how to hack credit card records. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up. In, like, I, that literally got a legit chuckle oh, out of me. Like, I laughed so out funny. loud at that. Uh, We're supposed to just take it straight and take it at face value, but it's so funny. And you know what? That's part of the fiction of the world, that the Winchesters just know how to do this. Yes. They've always known how to do it. John Winchester knew how to do it. It's so silly and just so imp- improbable, despite all the other stuff. Like it just it just seems so silly, but I love it. And it's dumb and I love it. I um so he he compliments her on her serial killer wall, being like, Oh right, hey, this right? this is this is really good work. I love what you did with the ribbon and the way it all connects mm-hmm. and like the circles. Mm-hmm. You got some good post-it work here. Really, really just nice, solid serial killer wall, Claire. Good stuff. Um and then uh like she makes a comment about, you know, wouldn't you want to see your mom or something? And she's, or, you know, were you, I think maybe ask, were you friends with your mom? Like, were you, you know, were you guys close? And he's like, I don't know. I never had a chance to, to, to know who she was. And she's like, 
oh, I'm sorry. He's like, no, don't worry. I met her later and she was fine, but we didn't really get to hang out yeah. a whole long. And she's like, she died when I was a baby, but I got to, I got to catch up with her a little bit later. In like, life. She's what? like, bro, what the what? fuck <laughs> are you talking about? And then like Sam Winchester just being like, you know, in this business, death isn't always goodbye. And I'm like, yeah, oh Sam's my like, God. <laughs> Sam, can you can you not get all goth with Claire, please? Yeah. Like, you're yeah. going to set this chick down a path if you say death She's isn't goth always enough, goodbye. Sam. She doesn't need your goth-ass intervention. She's already OTG, if, if I do say so myself. Absolutely. And now you have just sent her on a path, a path of destruction. Yeah. She's like, wait, things can get more goth? He's like, forget about that. I'm going to teach, teach you how to hack your mom's credit card records to see uh where she was she was last at because claire did you know she has her serial killer wall she's tracked a lot this was the motel where her mom last stayed at last time she received a postcard from her but that was over two years ago so she doesn't know what the hell's going on um and if she's able to track her mom's credit card records she can see if she stayed in the area or as they're going to find out closed in on a certain area we're gonna we're gonna break from here to go over to ronnie who gets a phone call from his boy pete and then Pete just literally shows up directly behind him and then stabs him in the back with what uh, looks like a, just a really big angel blade. But it, it yeah. looks significantly different than I was like, I had to remark upon it. I actually didn't notice that it was different. It's probably because I'm taking notes. Um, but, but boy, let me tell you, when I got when I got my eyes on that thing later mm-hmm. on in this episode, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, we go happy. We go back over to Claire, who is very impressed with Sam's skill. He's she's like, "Wow, that's that's crazy! How can you do that so easily?" It's so funny because they're like touching moments of like you know, like an uncle teaching teaching a niece, or just like it's like it's very appropriate. It's and it's very sweet, but it's like let me teach you how to set up fake credit cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very it's 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 a nice moment, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, did we did we? Yeah, we did talk about Ronnie dying. Fake so. credit cards, and then she says, "So like, why do you like you just like you scam like." credit card companies or whatever and sam's like well you know hunting doesn't pay so she says why do you why do you do it he says to help people to make a difference she says is that it and he says what is that not enough claire i'm sorry (laughs) is that not enough and you know despite all the other bullshit and despite the fact that sam is currently probably on the path of destruction once again i do like when we kind of root the guys back in um saving people hunting things me too absolutely like you know at their at their very core they despite all of their issues and problems and failures and and flaws they genuinely want to help people and and sometimes you know shit gets in the way of that and sometimes actually doing that is remarkably worse for the people involved so it's just mm-hmm. it's just you know but they're still trying you got to give them still trying and i some think points for that in sam's mind even though he's he's willing to uh you know go down that dark path he's willing to do bad for the greater good um I think that when he does that stuff, he thinks about it and like, yeah, okay, there'll probably be consequences, but there'll be consequences for me or for us, like for our crew, like for me and Dean and Castiel. One of us is going to be in some trouble because of this thing. And I don't think Sam is like, yeah, I'll I'll end the world. I'll get a bunch of people killed, even though people always do get killed because of Sam and Dean. Um, (laughs) But I think that like he does still believe he's he's helping people Um, like, yeah, he'll he'll go like he's not going to go dark side to like stop a ghost and like save a scared family he'll go dark side to remove an apocalyptic mark from his brother's arm like there are differences so i do believe that he still truly believes in himself that that they do good for good sake well i mean and just go back to them closing the door of hell with the demon tablet right like look at everything that dean was willing to do in order to accomplish 
you know, preventing demons from being on earth. And like that, how many people that would save at one fell swoop was, you know, he was willing to sacrifice, say Kevin for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like why it's did, not, it's not literally Kevin's life, but like his, his ability, like he did locked him into a fucking safe houseboat. So yeah. Why, why did they stop the gates? It was it just that the trials was just cause Sam was going to die. So Dean was yeah. like, Hey buddy, it's not, not worth that. it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do oh, that anymore. It was, it was a nice moment. It doesn't make sense looking back on it, but it was a nice moment at the time. I mean, you didn't want Sam to die. Like that's a, yeah. when it comes down to it. Like you could put two hundred thousand people on a scale and put Sam Winchester on the other side, and Dean's just gonna go right towards Sam Winchester. Like he's just yep. like he's that's no matter what away. we say, no matter what we the plot does. It's that's what it always comes back to. That's the problem, <laughs> and maybe that's not the problem. Maybe that is what kind of makes the storytelling in Supernatural a little bit unique. Is that no matter how much they change, they can't fight this one thing. That they're bond. Um, our our good guys are willing to do some pretty terrible things on the on in an effort to save themselves from each other. Oftentimes, yes. uh, which is um, which is relatively interesting. So so Dean and Cash. This show is up. one uh, Dean and Cash show up. Uh, Cass brought Claire a birthday gift. It's a grumpy cat uh, uh, stuffed animal from Hot Topical. Hot Topical. Very nice. Very funny. Uh, they all find out Ronnie is dead. Castiel, uh, I think Sam is like, you killed him? And Castiel's, and he's like, no, of course not. And he's, Castiel's like, well, Dean, you, you kind of were rough with him. And Dean's like, he was a mas- backroom massage therapist. What do you want yeah. from me? He wasn't going to yeah. talk. <laughs> his whole thing is getting punched. And Dean didn't even punch him. He slammed his head on the table. Also, can we talk about how what, <laughs> the episode where... Dean gets captured by something, so <laughs> Sam goes looking for him. Oh, it's the episode where Dean becomes a, a teenager again, and Sam goes looking for him at the bar and just immediately slams the bartender's head into the yes, yes. table. And like, I was all hot and bothered, but like, nobody was like, I don't know, Sam, you seem like you're getting worse. Nope. <laughs> Sam has literally done this exact same thing. The only difference is that Castiel wasn't there to rat him out about it. Like, uh, I don't think Dean should be just slamming people's heads all the time, but like, he wasn't that aggressive. <laughs> The guy didn't bleed or anything. <laughs> they find out that Ronnie is dead. Um, and so they go to go check out the crime scene. <laughs> Sam's like, you hit him that hard? Holy shit. <laughs> they, uh, they show up in FBI gear and with Claire. And Dean makes like a, it's a bring your daughter to the FBI day or something. Um, but they, they find out like it, the wound, Ronnie's wound does look like an angel blade, but it's got like marks around it from, and it's got like scorch marks almost like it was hot. Um, and they don't really know what's going on. Uh, the whole time this is happening, Claire is like kind of grossed out about this. And she's like, best birthday ever guys. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they take her home to Sam who has found out a lot about this Pete Holloway. Basically he lives in a, he lives in a barn. He lives in that same barn that we've been to about 16 times already. So. Yeah. And it's actually attached to the same house that we've been to 16 times already. Yes. It used to be Bobby's house, I believe. Um, it's, it's the, I love that they have the two sets and they just used them both for this. Just, <laughs> just, like, just rotate the camera 60 degrees. I don't, I'm so not it all even looks bad. Look, I don't care. Like, look, if they're going to spend money on Willie Nelson songs and not on sets, I'm fine. Right. I'm good with that. It's fine. Um, um, so they, it, they all head back to. Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're all back there. Sam has his lead on um, Peter Calloway here. So they want to go and check out the, the, the barn. But Cass obviously doesn't want Claire going. And as a matter of fact, he doesn't want Dean going either. Sam agrees with the sentiment. And that's because they're like, Dean, you're too fired up. We, we got to keep that mark in check. And Dean's like, what the fuck, you guys? This is like, I've been so chill. You guys are the ones with the problem, not me. Um, which is like, you, you ain't even wrong, dude. You're not. Like, you're you not wrong in this. Chill. Like, you just, you're just kind of mad. 
you're also not the, <laughs> the fact that Dean just just doesn't even argue with him like he doesn't even look very surprised he's just like you know what okay it's whatever you guys say like yeah, that true, to me yeah. tells me that Dean's doing a lot better than he ever has yeah <laughs> and when yeah. and when they go so Dean is left behind with Claire and he's immediately like I'm I'm gonna shoot myself if I have to stay here <laughs> um and they go on mini golfing I really so it's not like real quick just a go. real small point that I I, I want to point out so Cass and Sam leave and Dean and Dean is still in his FBI uniform. And then there's a scene change and he is now back in the flannel sitting down and like drinking a beer. And I'm like, so he went into the bathroom and changed out of his FBI outfit (laughs) just to put the flannel back on. So he could drink in front of like a 17 year old at this point. Yeah. He wants to be comfy, right? <laughs> I guess you got to get out of the monkey suit and drink some beer. I was so sure. I was so sure that when, because Claire asks for a beer, first of all, she just turned 18, okay? Um, I was so sure that he was going to give her a beer when she asked for one. And then I was like, wait, 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 the CW can't show underage drinking on this show. Uh, I feel like on some shows, they definitely do. I remember, for whatever reason, on The Vampire Diaries, there's a lot of underage drinking, I think. Not just drinking blood, Jeremy. I know what you were going to say. Um, they were drinking beer too. Why, why you gotta step on my goofs? I was going right towards it. <laughs> um, but I feel like you can't cut off heads and stab people and also have underage drinking. Like, there's only so much that they can do. I don't know. I don't know what the issue was here. That's but that's where my brain went when he doesn't give her a beer. It wasn't. Oh, Dean doesn't want to give a beer to a child. He was just i was like it's the cw's fault let let claire have that beer it's oh no just I, one <laughs> i definitely thought like I, like because dean looks over at the six pack and I, I in my head i was like that dude only has six beers and he's gonna, yeah. and he's and he's gonna be here for a little while he just doesn't want to lose a beer that's <laughs> like, true that's true i'm kind of expecting um, him to get a glass and pour out half of a beer for claire right mm-hmm. like you could have seven ounces of this right. extremely great ipa that i just sourced locally in oklahoma because yes. he's oh yeah i forgot he's into like micro brews and shit absolutely now, so. <laughs> forgot about that love that's my favorite dean secret detail <laughs> um but yeah he so he's he's like dude i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my fucking mind if we stay here like let's go out so they just go out so th- this episode at this point like starts to flick back and forth kind of kind of mm-hmm. rapidly in between what castiel and sam are doing and what uh dean and claire are doing for now like castiel and sam they get to the house they arm up and they're about to go explore yeah, uh, we'll Dean. get back to them in a second. The only interesting thing that happens with Cass and Sam is that they have a conversation on the way to the, to the house yes. that is identical to the one that Cass and Dean had. Because Cass is like, what should I do about Claire to Dean? And then it's still bothering him. So he asks Sam, what should I do about Claire? You know, should I just leave her alone and let her go her own way? And Sam says the exact opposite thing that, that Dean says. He's like, yo, going it alone is no way to live. Um, like you being there for her is good. In the end, like the the ends will justify the means. Like she might not want you there now, and that's very Sam to say the ends justify the means. Um, but um, yeah, so Sam tells Castiel the opposite of what Dean told her. Yeah, him. which is interesting, right? Like that's in a, in a way, a I think they are thing. both they are both right. Both Sam and Dean are right that Claire she is an adult now. She's young, and she obviously like she needs support and she needs guidance. But maybe they don't need to be the ones supporting and guiding her. Um, and maybe they don't need to, you know, be breathing down her neck. She needs to find her own path and be her own person. Um, but at the same time, maybe she needs to go to high school. (laughs) Maybe she should go back to school or get a GED like Dean did. Yeah. Um, maybe she should just do anything that a normal 18 year old would do and not go on the hunt for her angel possessed mom or whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. Um, Um, but yeah, there, there's, I think they both are, are half right in a way. Um, 
I do say, yeah, I will say, uh, Dean and Claire, Dean takes her to go play mini golf, um, mm-hmm. and immediately sinks like a hole in one and starts quoting Caddyshack and she doesn't know what Caddyshack is. She basically gives him the okay boomer four years too early. Yeah. Um, yeah. like, and then she, she sinks one and then she's like, gets him with the happy Gilmore, which of course he knows because Dean fucking loves 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 adam sandler like that dude adores adam sandler and golf comedy there's if there's anything that we know about dean winchester after 10 seasons of the show Mm -hmm. it's that he loves adam sandler and golf comedy that's right um but i like this in general like there there's obviously like a little like kind of back and forth with him but like she's she's not absolutely scared of him like she has been in the past and she's not as pissed at him as she has been in the past like she kind of realizes like oh like you know this is what you guys do like she's 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 more curious than anything because she like asked Mm -hmm. sam this and now it's her turn to ask dean of like what is this that you guys are doing and he's like oh yeah you know we you know stay at shitty hotels and we you know go hunt ghosts and we play mini golf although we don't really play a lot of mini golf to be honest with you but like we try to help people as much as we can and he says and and claire has this response of Oh, like you helped my, like Castiel helped my dad. And, and Dean's response to this is something like, I feel like they maybe should have mentioned to her before, which uh-huh. is, but like, Castiel is never the type to say this kind of thing. Of course. So not. that's why he would never say it, but I wish one of the boys had said it, but yeah, go ahead. But Dean says that, you know, her dad sacrificed himself for, for to save the world, to allow Castiel yeah. to save the world. He gave up his body, his vessel to Castiel, which allowed Castiel to save the entire world. What she's not, his sacrifice wasn't in vain. He he's a, a literal hero, mm-hmm. and like you could tell, like Claire has never looked at this that way. Claire has never no. looked at this as something that her dad did. It was always something that Castiel did to her dad. Which the girl is eighteen years old. Like she just turned eighteen. She's been eighteen for twenty seven seconds. And like, right. Don't blame her for not being for not having this perspective before, especially if nobody has told her why her dad did this and all of the things that happened afterwards. Like if you don't know the yeah. story, then occasionally they'll bring it up and i think I, I i love when the when the guys give themselves credit um but yeah nobody really talks about the fact that back in season five season four when all this shit was happening that this was to stop the apocalypse which they yeah. did stop a lot of bad shit has happened since and maybe that's the way that um claire views castiel is the is the person who has still kind of like like she's like what are you even doing you're just walk, wandering around earth in my dad's body like what the hell um, but nobody really ever wants to stop and talk about the fact that, yeah, uh, Jimmy accepted this mission and it wasn't fair and, and it sucks, but he accepted Castiel and Castiel, because of Jimmy's sacrifice, was able to help Sam and Dean s- stop the apocalypse and therefore save the world. And Jimmy played a big part of that. Um, if, if the angel doesn't have the right vessel, as we saw with, uh, Lucifer in, whatever mark or whatever his name was or is that the actor's name who's doesn't matter the guy that he uh that he possessed for a while before sam like that body was falling apart nick that's right um it it, we we see i don't think that that would happen with a normal angel but um it's still it mattered and it played a big part of it and i'm really glad that dean said this to her here and like you were saying she's a teenager she just turned 18 like of course she hasn't like had this perspective yet you're a teenager but that's another thing that i actually really liked about this episode is the way that Claire kind of flip-flops between like extreme attitude like hating everybody and like curiosity and like I guess the desire for familiarity maybe like she is willing to listen to Sam and Dean and like even though she's like oh he's here when Dean shows up obviously she's happy to see them because it's like I know these guys even though maybe I hate them I know them and there's some familiarity there and she is in such turmoil and she's a teenager that she can 
she can go from like screw you dad to like hey dad what's what's this about like she has this back and forth that feels very youthful very immature but very true to her character and i actually i appreciate this and it's not just the uh it, it's not just her being angry at the world which is right. a real kind of character thing that they do for younger women who have had problems in their life right like it's a very one note thing to have like the angry punk girl or whatever right um giving this a little shade showing that she you know like in the last time the last time we saw her she was like hey i'm i still need to be on my own but like maybe i'll call you a few times to castiel like she wants that connection but she just wants to do it on her own terms which is a very like 18 year old girl thing to do like it's an 18 year old thing to do like we don't even have to gender it like it, it when you're that that age like you want nothing more than to branch out and do all of the things that the that you know your parents told you that you couldn't do or do all of the things that were you've been limited to before now and it, now you have this opportunity to, to do it but you see in this episode like she wants that and she wants that separation but she's also insanely curious about this life so it's right. it's really it's really fun to have Claire, who is a character that I have never particularly enjoyed in Supernatural that much because of that reason, because I've always, in my head, she's always been like the one she's been the rebellious teen or whatever, like to have yeah. this characterization of her actually be way, way better than I remembered. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Uh, Claire sinks another hole and then drops her club into the hole, which I guess is a thing I, I did not. I don't know that I've ever played mini golf in my entire life, but whatever. Um, uh I th- I think that this, this is a thing. There was a mini golf uh, place like not far from um, me now. But when we were like younger, like we used to always go with like my cousins and stuff. Um, and I yeah, I think I think that was a thing where you dropped your club at, into the hole at the bottom of it, which is weird. Very weird. Uh, but more importantly, this this triggers Dean to remember to to figure out something, and uh, they they rush back to the hotel where they do some lore and uh, do some lore hunting. Uh, like they are the lore hunter. Yeah. I like I like Claire being kind of taken aback by this. Like this is what you guys do, and he's like, no, I just just be quiet. I'm I'm on the hunt for this stuff, and starts. <laughs> and she's like, you got this from a putt? Like what? Because he's put together that the reason that those marks are different, and um, or the reason that there are marks around the angel blade wound is that it would be from a sword and not a blade, and you would have, um, it would have yeah, a hilt. The hilt. Mm-hmm. The hilt. Yeah. When soon as as soon as uh, Dean said sword and not blade, I was like, bro, I didn't, I didn't even, th- I didn't even think that was an option, Dean. Nobody even mentioned that. I didn't even think of that. Angel sword. I just assumed that the angel blade was always the angel sword, and it was, it was kind of, you know, flimsy looking. It wasn't that intense. And suddenly he goes, not a blade, but a sword. I was like, bro, I'm waiting. Yes, I'll be waiting ten years to hear those words, bro. Super excited about this. Uh, and then Claire <laughs> finds a picture of the what what do you call these the gregory and i only know like they i rewound it i was like do they say gregory the only reason i could like pick up on the word gregory is because of gregorian chant like that really old Uh, style of music which i only know about that because i took a weird music appreciation class in high school (laughs) because (laughs) i because i was a gregorian chanter from 13 to 16 years old yes we listened to gregorian chant and the smiths <laughs> I was introduced to both those things in this one class, and I'm not even kidding. It's a weird mashup album. <clears throat> yes. Um. So yeah, they they're like that's that's what Dean starts to realize. Like, oh shit, this isn't um this isn't just an angel. This isn't just an angel blade. It's a Gregory who were the the Watchers. I think that's what he calls them. Um. 
And that's that's kind of an interesting the the watcher angels. They were supposed to look out for humans, I guess. But at some point they were either destroyed or they went rogue. That seems to be the the general idea here. There's a um, line here from Dean where he's like, the lore says that they can either help people or they prey on people. And I'm like, well the lore sucks then, because that's both options. <laughs> what do we mm-hmm. what lore are we reading here? Um, yeah, that's pretty broad lore. Um so they, they keep searching, and now we can probably go back to Cass and Sam. Yes. Cass has gone out to the barn mm-hmm. set, and Sam has gone into the house set. Um, but yeah, everything seems to be abandoned. Um, Sam, <laughs> oh yeah, this is, um, they pull up to the, to the place. Cass goes, looks abandoned. Sam goes, only one way to find out. <laughs> Thank Flips you, his Sam. hair out the door, and he runs upstairs. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Yeah, Sam's, Sam's sneaking around with his, uh, his gun and his angel blade out. Um, and... Castiel finds uh, Amelia and Castiel uh, finds Amelia. And I was going to say Dean finds Amelia. And I was like, that ain't right. Dean ain't even there. Um, but Castiel she, finds Amelia. And yeah. he tries to wake her up, like asking, saying her name, Amelia, Amelia, wake up. And she's still kind of wrapped up in this dream. And when she wakes up, she, she immediately starts like kind of like thrusting her fist against his chest, like not quite hitting him, but just like, obviously she's terrified. And eventually that turns into a hug, um, which is, which is super nice. Um, mm-hmm. Sam, who has been creeping through the kitchen armed up, his phone starts ringing. And so he decides it's the perfect opportunity to both drop his gun and his blade and answer his telephone in a move that is just so fucking galaxy brained bad hunter. I think it almost comes around the other side, but he immediately, as soon as he does this, he answers, or as soon as he looks at his phone and it says Dean calling the, uh, our, our Gregory comes up and just wails on him with a pipe and he goes he gets knocked out he goes down he's knocked out he's unconscious brain damage but like i said this is the point where i was so wrapped up in this episode that i almost didn't realize I was like oh shit sammy what's gonna happen and then i go oh wait nope this is a thing i hate i forgot i hate this <laughs> uh but i didn't i didn't hate it it, it just was fine because i was i was so into it castiel and amelia talk um castiel apologizes for not protecting her family which he says isn't necessary as long as claire is still alive uh, Amelia says she, she should have never left Claire. She was just wanted to put her family together, but she very quickly realizes that Castiel isn't Jimmy, and Castiel has to be like, "Yeah, your 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 husband is in heaven." Like, let's just leave it at that for now. Let's not talk about how Lucifer exploded his body at the on, a, on the atomic level. Uh, yeah, and and she's just really basically sad, and she starts breaking down when she starts thinking about having left Claire behind. Um, yeah. Back over in the kitchen, Sam wakes up handcuffed to a chair because you you know it. He's like so used to this. He's so used funny. to this. Like I mean, like this the first again. time, like had to be like, uh, oh, how do I get out of this? And like this time, he wastes no time at all. While the villain comes in and starts like doing villain uh, talks, Sam just immediately pulls out a nail of this chair and picks the lock with it, like without any without question. Gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. Holloway arrives, reveals that his real name is uh, Tamil. Um, Tamiel. Tamiel. Excuse me. I, let me put the Diablo for it. spin on it. Tamiel. Tamiel. Like Tamriel from <laughs> Oblivion or Skyrim or whatever. Uh, and he basically says, like, yeah, we've been feeding on you guys for centuries. Uh, you guys are little slices of heaven that make delicious meals. Uh, all of the other angels are failures. And, uh, like, he pulls out his giant angel sword in a co- very, very cool moment and then, like, talks about something about, like, how all of the angels' names are inscribed on the blade or something, which all sounds like very heavy sword lore, so I'm going to leave that in your department. Yeah, there was, some, there was some beefy, beefy sword lore here. I believe he says that our names were all uh, engraved onto our swords, um, which, you know, I was, I, was, I was into that shit. I was into that shit. And I don't know if that was supposed to mean something, like, hey, we were important, these swords were important, and it's all been, like, 
you know, thrown away now. So um, now I just slowly feed on people's souls. Great. Um, Super cool his existence. Whole, <laughs> his whole vibe is like what a Jin does. Yeah, um, 100%. Because he keeps keeps everybody in this like altered state of like fake heaven um, where they feel like they're happy and, and he like slowly feeds on them because the soul is apparently more delicious during that phase. But that's exactly what the Jins do, what it did to Dean. They, they created this blissful um, dream for him um, where he had a normal life and everything was cool. And then it fed on him while they did it. I um, while all of this is happening, uh, Dean has not been able to get Kaz or Sam to answer the phone. There's no reason that Castiel hasn't answered the phone because he's been totally safe this entire time. He has just put his phone on silent or blocked Dean for a little while. I don't know which one it is. Um, but Dean gets a little worried because they don't know what they're going into to fight. So he's going to go help them. Um, and then Claire is like, I guess you're just going to make me stay behind. And he says, no. Here's a tiny little six shooter, and let's go sneak up on this barn. Uh, While I'm, I'm not, I'm not for handing off guns to untrained children. Um, there is still something symbolic that I, I appreciate that in this. Like, if it was a fantasy show, and, and Dean was like, "Here, take this blade, <laughs> you know, take this sword or something." Yeah. When, I'd be like, when oh, Arya, yeah, when Arya cool. got needled, right? Like, that's a dope right. moment. You go, that's fucking sick. Yeah, that's cool. That's- that was a cool move. Of John, he respects her. He's given her this. He's like, John, Here, John had nothing to do with Needle. John, John Snow gives her gives Arya Needle. No, no, he doesn't. That come from her dad, he, right? No, it was John. He gives it to her. He has it. He has it made by the Smith for her. Where did he get Valerian steel? It's not Valerian. Needle's not made of Valerian steel. Needle it's Castle Forge steel. Damn, I got my lore. Don't wrong. even trip. Don't even trip. Um. <laughs> So he tells her, as they sneak up to the bar, he tells her, like... I love that anytime John Snow comes up, we argue. <laughs> 100%. No matter what it is. <laughs> I'm just going to say the opposite, even if I'm wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck John Snow is going to be the name of this episode. So uh, Dean gives Claire uh, Valyrian steel, and they head yes. off. Um, and he tells her, like, hey, you can shoot an angel, aim for the chest. It's not going to kill them, but it may, may slow them down long enough for this. You know, you can get some help. Um, yeah. They walk into the barn and find Castiel uh, creeping out to see who's creeping up on them. Claire sees Amelia, and it's a huge mom and daughter reunion with lots of tears. Um, there's a moment here where Dean realizes Sam is gone and is like, we're going to leave. But, you know, Claire, you stay here with your mom. Don't leave. And, like, she grabs his wrist and is like, thank you so much. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for this. And looks at Castiel and is like, and thank you, too. Um I I like all of this a whole lot, uh, but the this all of this emotional stuff with Claire and her mom and just just a lot of like oh my god I missed you and like it's just well performed it's well done yeah um it's I it's, it's just just good it got me dude yeah. it got fucking got it's me heart wrenching yeah and stuff yeah it was it was very emotional um I don't know if I got some sinus issues going on but I definitely had some watery eyes mm-hmm. throughout this episode because we know that Claire wasn't looking for her mom because she hated her mom we know that that was all shit. But still, just the second that she sees her, I think she even calls her mommy at one point, like it just goes into like full on like child mode. And is just so happy to see her after all this time that it, she just breaks down and says, I'm isn't isn't Claire the one who's saying I'm so sorry. That's or at is the, it her mom that's, who's that's at the that? end of the episode. OK, that's right. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, oh also, we didn't directly mention it. And like the episode doesn't do a real good job of explaining it. But there's a bunch of other people in this bar that are also being trained. <laughs> Like there's a there, there's a scene where Castiel is like trying to heal people and it's not working because it's obviously these wounds are caused by a different angel or something whatever I don't know the logic but like there's a there's a whole row of people that are just not awake <laughs> during all of this that are, that are just hanging out in the barn, um, 
so Dean and Cass leave them behind to go look for Sam, who they find. Uh, they spy Sam's leavings. You know, some animals leave markings or, or uh-huh. droppings. Sam just mm-hmm. leaves broken chairs with handcuffs <laughs> tied to and, them. And tissues with little bloody spots on them. <laughs> yep, yep. That's, that's how they know Sam has been around. Uh, and, but Sam has gotten loose. Uh, he tells them it's Gregory, which of course Dean already knows and says that the guy just disappeared instead of killing Sam, which uh, there's a lot of the plot stuff and, and like some of the inner workings of this plot doesn't make sense. And I don't particularly care about it that much. Like, I, yeah, whatever. I guess I was trying to figure out like, what did he do? I was like, maybe he, he, he knew that other people were there. So he just leaves Sam cause he thinks I got this guy tied up. I'll come you know, start drinking him later. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Sam's soul is too corroded and it would not taste good. It's like meat that's gone bad. Um, spoiled milk is <laughs> Sam's soul. We, we, um, we, you don't even have to say, like, that's not even a question. We've literally had demons say, like, I don't want your filthy ass soul. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. this, this thing is ragged. Out of everyone in Supernatural, Sam got the nastiest Sam, soul. Sam got the nastiest soul of it all. <laughs> soul, soul like spoiled milk is the name of my new EP, by the way. Um, oh, man. So, I've, uh, I started listening to a new album by the band Tori Moi today, um, which mm-hmm. is a really good band that I happened to catch as an opening act on a, uh, a different artist that I really like and have liked them ever since. Uh, but their name of their new album is soul trash and <laughs> like big Sim Winchester energy with soul Huge trash Sim Winchester vibes off that one. Um, so Amelia yeah, so. and Claire uh, are mm-hmm. Amelia's like getting weaker basically. And Claire's like trying to help her up. She's going to try to walk her, but probably to the car if I had to guess. It's but, been two years. She's yeah. been there for two years. And uh, when, as they come out, they find uh, Tammy old, waiting for them and basically says like you know she's not going to get any better right and claire and a baller ass move for claire pulls the gun and just starts shooting there's none of this like i'm gonna hesitate to shoot this person she just pulls and no. starts fucking pulling the trigger man yeah if you're gonna draw uh, your weapon hits. be prepared to shoot and That's she right. is she ain't messing around and she just unloads into this guy's chest and uh, like dean told her to she doesn't miss i was like fuck yeah claire I mean, it's like six feet away, so. <laughs> Still, it was cool, all right? It, is, it was very cool, very cool. The amount of times that Sam and Dean dodge bullets because they were just shot in the wrong direction, she's it's allowed to get, to get some points for this. Um, but yeah, obviously it doesn't do anything, and um, Tamiel approaches with his dope-ass sword, and he thrusts it at Claire, and Amelia jumps in the way, and she takes the, the stab. Yes. Um, it's, it's looking pretty dire, and then Castiel jumps in and tackles Tamiel before anything else can happen. And then a full-on fight ensues, and I'm going to be real with you, I was kind of into it. Sam gets involved, Dean gets involved, Claire gets involved, like, everybody is fighting this one guy. And, like, there's even a part where Dean is holding his knife, and you can tell, like, maybe the mark is taking over yes. a little bit here. Yeah, I like, wanted to shit, that. Like, yeah. But they don't, they don't even dwell on it. There is the, there's just the moment of Dean in, like, the, I've got the Mark of Cain stance, you know what I'm talking about, he's in that fucking stance, and he starts approaching uh, Tamiel, and then, you know, they exchange some blows, but then Dean gets thrown down. Um, and it just takes, it's a group effort for them to fight this one guy. And I just love that there were a lot of punches exchanged. Like nobody, I don't know. It, it was something about it. that felt very vis- visceral, felt big in, in a cool way. And um, at the end of it, the boys get tossed. Tamiel is on top of Castiel and Claire steps in with the angel sword and uh, takes down Tamiel. I um th- I like this fight scene a lot. And uh, I think it did a really good job of separating the boys into separate fights than mm-hmm. sometimes that this does like a lot of times like you'll see sam knocked into a wall or knocked into a shelf or something and he'll just be like flailing around on the ground for 20 minutes right like he just doesn't get back up and like this one moved so fast and so quick and you could keep track of who was fighting who 
when Dean picks up that blade, like you get that good Mark of K moment, like you mentioned, but then also he gets knocked out of his hand pretty quick. And so like you could keep track of where this stuff was because in any supernatural fight, like where is the angel blade? Like count, right. like if you're going to be playing clue, right? Like you got to figure out where the blades are and the surprise of Claire killing Tamiel with that angel sword, as opposed to, you know, Dean or Sam getting it back, I thought was really strong because again, throughout this entire episode, this has been leading up to, her being in this life like this is yeah this is almost like her deciding even though she's literally just protecting like her 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 kind of right. adopted family and this is and this is her revenge moment as well and also like i she, she she does that she stabs him she pulls the sword out drops it and then just immediately runs to her mother who is lifeless mm-hmm. she's a lifeless corpse we don't normally see like a oh, lot of man, inter- it's so lifeless yeah like she's she's just flopping around because she's fucking dead but Claire has her in her arms and is pulling her into her lap and the and the, the actress is just flopping back and forth and it's so sad and Claire is just over and over I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry it's fucking yeah. heartbreaking and it's, it's weird it's like the most dead we've seen a person yes and I, it's probably because this woman has been laying there for two years she has like no muscle she's just like but the, this actress just does dead really well and it makes it so much sadder because it's not uh, a, a buff man cradling another still buff man it's a teenage girl cradling cradling what looks like an actual lifeless body and it's like fuck that hurts yeah it's it's super sad and and just that i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like it's it's heartbreaking and the fact like, that you know this this woman because that, that was always a big question in my mind of you know amelia left claire to go find her dad but like why didn't she ever come back Right. Like, why? Why has she been gone for so long? Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Has she been continually looking? Why doesn't she care about her daughter or whatever, whatever? But the fact that she has been trapped and it wasn't her fault. And now all of that anger that Claire had for her mother for abandoning her just is dissolved knowing what her mother was going through. And now it's just sorrow. Um, The last thing I'll say about this this fight scene, um, I wrote it down earlier, but um, they they made Tamiel feel powerful. Not by giving him like power, like point point his hand at somebody and they fly at a wall, but they gave him like combat prowess. Like he's good at fighting, and that's I think I'm just coming back to this and like that's why that fight scene was so good was they were exchanging punches and then getting punched down and not getting angel thrown or whatever. You know what I mean? Like even though he does have that extra angel juice, I'm sure, and he had his cool sword. I like that they made this dude like a, a physical like warrior, and that's why he was hard to fight. That's why it took the three of them like taking their turns fighting him to and then claire eventually getting the kill um but yeah anyway i just want to say that before we just get really really sad and at this moment with all the i'm so sorry's like it was i was getting a little misty-eyed for sure yeah man and I, you know i said before on the podcast like my mom has passed so like mom shit really fucks with me um like it's a real direct line to my heart in a lot of ways yeah. uh but this wouldn't work if it wasn't tremendously well acted and, and and well done. And this is very well acted and well done. So everybody really holds it down. Um, and then and the then, next scene is Amelia mm-hmm. uh, now in her heaven proper. Uh, this time she's walking through the door and it's Jimmy that's coming down the stairs and they meet and they embrace and they realize that this is heaven. This is their heaven. Um, so they are now presumably together forever and can hopefully Chris, I'll be honest with you. I never want to see the neutrons ever again. <laughs> I just I think we need I'm, to close the book on the neutrons. I am now. done with the neutrons. Like I, I never want to see Amelia or I don't even want to see Misha be Jimmy Neutron. Like make it be somebody else if you have to give me that. Um, yeah. And then we go over to um, Claire, 
who was asking mm. Sam, uh, they, we kind of obviously pick it up in the middle of a conversation. And she's like, what is it? Some sort of halfway house for wayward girls and winks at the cameras because she wink, says wayward. Wink, wink. Uh, and Sam's like, no, no, no. Jody is good people. She can take you in. She can help you. She can provide you a life. Like, so it's really interesting that Jody is starting to kind of adopt these victims of, of supernatural occurrences and trying to help them, you know, maintain a real life. And also, probably so train them like how to sam do and stuff. Dean. yeah exactly so they don't wind up like fucking sam and dean thank you chris that's a great way to put that <laughs> she's like boys i love you but god damn it you're fucked up yeah you, all of you are you're just so bad and you're so bad at raising children you should never be allowed and they obviously they had bobby but like they, they were fucked up before bobby you know what happened to the shifter baby she, the shifter took it. The shifter took it back. Like, do we ever the see the got sh- it back? Do we ever see the shifter baby like come up? Like, do we see teenage hmm. shifter? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember when yeah. the shifter baby turned from a white baby to a black baby in the middle of the supermarket, and uh-huh. Dean was all freaked out about it? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because obviously, because the shifter turned into. I remember the shifter turning into Sam and then taking the baby. Um, oh, okay. When do, they were, do you like, remember the when the show had later. shifter babies? <laughs> Shifter babies, bro. <laughs> that was a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Grandpa Campbell was there. Oh my god. Um. So Castiel tells Dean basically like I'd, I'm not going to tell Claire what to do next. It's going to be up to her to choose. And uh, and Dean has gotten Claire a birthday present. It's a copy of the Caddyshack movie, so she can catch up on the classic. Which, by the way, that movie probably <laughs> doesn't hold up. Have you ever seen Caddyshack? I don't know. No, I, weirdly, Caddyshack and um, Happy uh, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore are. Two movies that were so prevalent. Like, it feels like all the boys my age, even at elementary school, had seen these or were making references to them. It was just like a, a movie that dads show their kids. And then, like, Adam Sandler was huge when I was growing up. I, de- I never saw either of those movies. God, Gary, where are you at on this? Yeah, I don't know. Me and my dad didn't watch stuff like that. I'd be real we curious watched, like, if... Uh... We watched, like, Rambo and... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I did that too. Shit like but that. Yeah, I'd be real curious if like Bill Murray mumbling about a fucking groundhog would actually uh, work out, like be relevant nowadays. Yeah, who knows? Um, Rodney Dangerfield just doing his thing throughout that entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she he also gives her a book of Enochian, and uh, she kind of yes. I love the Enochian uh, Bible or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I, I was like, there's there's gonna be a gun in there. Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a gun in that Enochian Bible. But no, it's just a book that she doesn't want. Um, but and, Dean's like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then he zips open her bag. He's like, you think we didn't see you take this fucking sword? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you took a whole ass sword. You think that we just didn't notice? And I, I, I like this because like this implies that there's a rules of of if you kill a supernatural being with something, then you get to keep with what you, you get keep what stuff. you kill it with, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But but also like he puts the book in there and lets her keep the sword and it's basically like hey like you know just be careful like this hunter life isn't a very long life like most pe- most mm-hmm. people die and she is obviously kind of feeling the 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 emotional vibes going around because she apologizes for setting him up with those two dudes uh, not two dudes with that couple that tried to kill him uh, and he says oh, don't worry about it it's just, it's all in the past no no big deal and then uh, there's this exchange where she says are you going to be okay and she says. Uh, I don't know. And excuse me. Dean responds with, I don't know, but I'll keep fighting to the very end. And that's a very Dean thing to say, especially in front of any kind of anybody kind of younger than him. Um, like he has a Definitely. real, a, a real thing for inspiring this kind of attitude in young children. Like that's a, a I don't know if that's a weakness, but maybe a strength of his when it comes yeah. to Dean comes doesn't to see himself as a, as a role model, but I think there is this responsibility, I guess, to feel like he should be because that's the big brother in him. And now it's almost like this parent or teacher kind of role. 
I think that's probably part of why I, I'm sure we've said it in the past and why he's so good with kids is be, because of Sam, because he raised Sam. Um, so, yeah, there, there's that part of him that always wants to put on the brave face for, for that younger person to, to set a good impression. Again, even though he doesn't see himself as a role model, I'm sure he still feels that in, innate responsibility. And at this point, Castiel walks over and you can tell he's about to give like one of his very awkward, stilted, emotional speeches when Claire just interrupts him with a with a big old Claire hug. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, mm-hmm. it's extremely nice. Um, she walks we've, over. We've to come the a long way. <laughs> uh, Willie Nelson. <laughs> yep. Blue eyes crying in the rain. Start fucking playing. Come on, Willie. They put they put that Willie on they us. They put that know? Willie on us and I can't help but cry about it, Chris. Like I just yep. Jesus Christ. Like, it was it was good stuff. Oh, um man. I love fuck, I love Willie Nelson so much, man. <laughs> so yeah, good. Willie Nelson is great. There's a there's a scene in uh, Red Dead 2 where they use Willie Nelson. I was like, "Oh damn." Oh, dude. <laughs> Here we go. I guess I got to um, start playing that that game, huh? Uh, you got to get into that. I've got about um, 12 hours before uh <laughs> test training has been is open, so yeah, what's another 100-hour game for you? But yeah, so um, I think Castiel, after this, says to uh, Sam, he says, someone just tell me it's going to be okay. Um, or she's, somebody just tell me she's going to be okay, which is the most, like, parent thing that he's ever said. Like, he's watching his kid go off to college. Um, and Sam, just a dutiful wife as always, says, yeah, Cass, of course, and so will you. You'll be okay, too. I, um... I really like this scene where they show... Claire's head kind of just hanging out the window mm-hmm. and driving away from the boys who are all in the background. Uh, it's a uh, kind of the inverse of the scene that we usually get with the boys, like getting in the car and driving down the open road or mm-hmm. what have you. And it's, it's, it's very nice. The taxi driver says like, are you going home? And she says, no, just going. Yeah. Are you, um, are you coming? Are you, are you going home? Or are you leaving home? And she's like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just going <laughs> like, I don't know where yeah. the fuck I'm going. Uh, um, North Dakota to see, see a chick named Jody, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I really like this. A camera. Yeah. The camera position on the side of the taxi like that to just to just focus on her head leaning on the window with like the boys disappearing in the distance behind her. It's it's really good. And it's really sad that that Joker movie stole it. <laughs> isn't, isn't this Did the exact really? same camera angle of the Joker lolling his head outside the thing that you see in the oh trailer or whatever? Oh I'm God. just saying, Supernatural did it uh, first, Chris. Supernatural did it first, yo. We live in a we live in a hunky society is all I'm we saying. Live, we live in something. Let me tell you. I'm uh, um, really shocked and amazed how uh, like just deftly they've handled Claire's mm-hmm. character throughout this episode. All of all of these little things that lead up to the the moment she gets her revenge and realizes like oh hey this probably isn't worth it um, is is it's just significant. Like it's it's if you had asked me I would have told you like Claire was one of my least favorite characters. Um, when we jumped ahead and covered the Wayward Sisters episode, I think I said the same thing because I just, in my mind, Claire was just a shitty teenager who didn't have enough characterization. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Do a podcast about a thing and you will realize you have the wrong opinions on it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what, what a great episode. I don't know where I'm going to land overall, but this episode really, um, I mean, overall in season 10, I meant, but um, yeah, this episode and the last few have really, really worked. And um, going into this, I had no idea what to expect because I'm I'm interested in the Sam Sam Rowena stuff that's going on, um, and and where that's going to go. Especially since Sam is still kind of you know sneaking behind Dean's back, and I wanted more of that. I wanted more of the plot because this is all new to me now. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. So going into this, I didn't know what was what to expect, but it it this is a really really great episode. Solid solid episode. Um, thank you everybody for listening we very much appreciate it thank you for people shouting us out on facebook and twitter and instagram and all of that stuff like we see 
all of that and and try our best to respond or like it or, or whatever we have to do to show you that we've seen it uh but just thank you so much like it's just been crazy lately that having so many people say so many good things about the show it's it's yeah. very much appreciated uh thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week that's a cool place t- uh, to support the show directly um every little bit helps and um Definitely. yeah we're currently doing haunting of hill house we'll have some new episodes of that out pretty soon um if you want to talk to us at m-o-t-w-cast on twitter i am at jg greer on twitter chris you are i am at local bones you can find all of that at monster of the including links to merchandise if you want to put a big kick sam on your chest we've got you covered yep. you can do that or if you want some spamford gear we can do that we can make that happen for you monster of the week.cool we'll be back next week with the winchesters meet the steins Good night, everybody. Oh, greetings and salutations. Is there a gamer in the house? I repeat. Is there a gamer in the house? Jeremy, I've offered you both greetings and salutations. I need you to reply. Jeremy, is everything alright? Are you having a heated gaming moment? Jeremy, my chair squeaked and it scared me because I thought somebody was in the room with me, but it's just my chair. <laughs> I need a new chair. Did I get one of those sweet gaming chairs? I'm just gonna type in to to Google gaming chair and see what comes up. Gaming. Hey, I hear a sound. Oh, you must be you must be on the phone or something. <laughs> Whatever. I typed in gaming chair and everything is nine thousand dollars. Oh, that's not true. This one's three hundred. Shop gaming chairs at Amazon.com. They're all, well, I guess these aren't. I have no, I have no reason to, to own a gaming chair, but my back hurts all the time. So maybe it would be like cool to have a gaming chair. What are you talking about, Chris Moser? I'm talking about gaming chairs. Local bones knows gaming. Salutations, Jeremy Greer. Uh, welcome to the um, uh, Local Bones Knows Gaming Podcast. Um, you're our first guest, so welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Hey, uh, uh, honor to be here. I love what you've done with the studio. Really nice work. All, all of these retro games behind me, and I don't know if there's actually games in these boxes or if you just printed some boxes and folded them to make it look like you had a collection, but they look um, nice. Look good. It's about 50-50. It's about 50-50. Thank you for noticing. Um, you know, a keen gamer will be able to spot a fake box, mm-hmm. and that's sort of my test for all my guests. Um, the casuals who watch my videos, of course, they won't know the difference, but, you know, uh, true gamers like yourself. You will know, and that's why you were invited on the show to begin with. So, um, real, uh, real, real, real quick before we get into like the main part of this episode, um, sure. just just a little bit of housekeeping, real quick. Uh, am I allowed to use the N word on this podcast? Well, heat, heating. I've been told by my partners at uh, Twitch TV local local bones knows gaming podcast that we're not allowed to we're not allowed to have heating gaming moments. So, oh, okay. um, so we need to keep it calm, <laughs> and then yes. So, what do we? What is our official policy on uh, talking about? You know women what do we well i i they f- it, there's unlikely to be any on this show <laughs> ever invited <laughs> on because i'm just not comfortable with that you know um sure. as you know i'm following in the steps of, of many twitch legends and they were also not comfortable being around women so um so but but look <laughs> wait I'm, I'm tarnishing the local bones nose gaming podcast of course of course women are allowed on of course we don't say the n-word local bones knows it's my new gaming podcast jeremy you're my first guest okay please be cool about this i, I needed to know because if we're gonna get into like the history my first question okay okay gaming chairs <laughs> yes or no yes always of course of course see that's <laughs> Just really so impressive that was. <laughs> I hurt my hands clapping. How um, else? How else are you going to be able to to game, if you know, effectively right. for a long period of your life? Like I'm talking right. about thirty, forty solid years worth of gaming. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the, if you don't support your body, like you have to, so you have I'm, to go to the gym, you have to eat right, and you have to game mm-hmm. right, you have to sit right. I think Gamer you mostly just need to do. Required. You just need to do the 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 game right, sit right part. I don't know about the eating right, going to the gym part. That's not. I mean, I'm a streamer. I don't have time. I'm streaming 24-7 Fortnite, so I don't have time for... Wait, I'm besmirching the Local Bones Nose gaming podcast name again by acting like a typical streamer. Of course fitness is important. I was going to go do karate in my backyard, and then I find there's construction in front of my house. There's, there's guys all over the place. I can't, I can't even do karate in the privacy of my own home. It's bullshit. So gamers, I almost just, I almost just had a heated game. Do, do you right do you have a second question, Local Bones? Those second question: <laughs> Do I get a gaming chair with a footrest or not? No, definitely not. You gotta be. You gotta. You gotta keep your feet on the floor when you're gaming, my man. Feet I'm on at these, the floor. I'm looking at these gaming chairs. I've never done this before. I've had the same office uh, this this office chair I got from Staples in like 2008. I've had it a long time, and it's squeaky. But other than that, it was always like. It was always fine mm-hmm. um, until now. The since I sit in it when I do um, local bones nose gaming podcast every uh, every day. Um, so all the uh, like the fake leather has just like come off, and there's just like flakes of of fake brown leather everywhere, and it's very unappealing. Um, there's an old Bruins sweatshirt draped behind me that is keeping it off of my um, clothes, but other than that, I, I don't have a lot going on for me with this chair. So I jokingly, when when you weren't on the mic yet, was like, let me look into gaming chairs because my the squeaking of my own chair has frightened me. And uh, here here I am. Here I am on Amazon.com looking at gaming chairs. And you know what? I thought they were pretty dumb when I Googled gaming chair, but they're coming around. I'm coming around on these things. They look pretty fly. Do you need, um, what about the best cheap gaming chair for your living room? 
You looking that for a one thing of those? That you're, that you're searching? Is that a segment on this podcast? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll send you what they got for the best cheap gaming chair for your living room. Note that this is not for your stream. This, this is, is this is you relaxing. This is you gaming off stream. Yeah. Oh my god. So I searched this and the stuff that comes up with it. There's like this like neck plunge women's sexy V neck lace bodysuit like like if you're a gamer girl like on stream this mm-hmm. is something you can wear um to show off your your bod to the to get those bits sure oh wow that's actually i mean that looks fun i don't want to sit on the floor because i'm you know, <laughs> a grown-ass a grown-ass, a grown-ass gamer ass you know despite my personality i am a grown man so um according to pcgamer.com the number one best gaming chair of 2019 is the secret lab omega Secret Lab Omega. Mm-hmm. Let me um, let me do some searching. Is it available on Amazon? This is a this is a, a racing seat. It can recline up to 165 degrees and support 240 pounds. So bigger gamers, okay, you're gonna need I'm some reinforcement. It. I'm pushing that one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep the lbs off if I want to sit in this chair. <laughs> uh, available colors come in stealth, classic, amber, royal, and ash. I'll be real with you. This does look pretty cool. I believe it's sold out on Amazon. I could get the House Targaryen one. Oh, that's five hundred dollars. They also have number two. If you want to make a statement, uh huh, is the NZXTX Vertigear SL five thousand. Can you give me? Can you give me those uh, those first numbers again or letters? NZ New Zealand XT X-ray Tango X Vertigear SL five thousand. I stopped at B, but that's fine um nope nothing showed up interesting okay so you know maybe maybe in the future i'll invest in a gaming chair i don't want to have somebody mail me um a gaming chair that's the thing i want to like be able to go into a store but I, there's no i can't go into a store and sit into a gaming chair you know uh i think does is best buy carrying this stuff nowadays oh that's a great question that's a great question i um the the most notable thing about this is the weight capacity has been increased to three hundred and thirty pounds. So oh, not only is it right. fine now, it's probably going to be fine for the next couple of years as you grow. Yeah, I'll be set for a few years because <laughs> you're not just growing your audience, right? Like you're also growing your girth, I'm growing my body. You're growing the girth. Like that's how you you increase the streams, you increase the bits, you increase the subs, you increase the girth. That's how you run a, a, a Twitch stream. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Those are the those are the fundamentals. We 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 talk about fundamentals on the local bones knows gaming podcast. Um, we talk about that a lot here. And you know, fundamentals is it's all about growth. And I I think that a lot of streamers don't realize that growth is such an important part to growing your audience. Do you need uh, a chair with speakers? Um, yes. <laughs> Check out the X Rocker Pro Series H three. Uh, X Rocker Pro Series. What? Excuse me. X Rocker Pro Series H three. Four built in speakers and a subwoofer. I was or last night. I was playing. Uh, <laughs> I was playing Resident Evil two, like the remake again, um, with uh, headphones on, and it was like too much for me. <laughs> I beat this game. I played this game on my new game plus or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. But it was too much. So I don't actually. I don't think that I need speakers in my chair. <laughs> I think I get too stressed out. <laughs> I don't need surround sound in my bedroom. You know what I mean? Oh man, I've uh, I'm actually looking to rebuild all of the speakers in my surround system, uh, which I don't even have the back speakers hooked up. So I think I'm just gonna take it slowly and sh- but surely. But I technically could do like the full 7.1 Atmos surround bullshit. Ooh. Um, 
but I don't know. I don't. It's, it's going to depend on like how they look on the bookshelf and where I can put these speakers. Yeah. So I actually got like a, a sound bar. My dad knew somebody who worked for I, I I can't remember the name of the company, but it was like Nintendo. I was impressed by it. He worked for Nintendo. My dad knew somebody who worked for Nintendo. Got me those dope Nintendo speakers. So for Christmas one year, they they got me uh, surround sound speakers, and I was pretty impressed with the way that they sounded. But the I guess Bluetooth for the wireless part of the speakers just would stop Wi-Fi from working in my room. So this was back when I'd be on PS3. I'd be watching Netflix on PS3 or um, playing Dark Souls or something, and it would just like disconnect me from the, the network constantly if I had surround sound on. And it sucked because <laughs> you know, I'm trying to watch something on TV, and suddenly now, now I can't because I just lost my connection. So that was no fun. Um, and I eventually I just I just stopped using them because I, I couldn't even get like Wi-Fi on my phone because of these damn speakers. It was just blocking everything. It sounds crazy, but it was the real deal. It, now it, I use them. I use them from. No. You can, I could use the uh, <laughs> those speakers for my record player. Ooh, so nice little actually, relaxing. Yeah, I've I want been to having put on the Witcher uh, music and just you know listen to those um, women scream. Just scratching, know? scratching some Stardew Valley OST. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I got both. I got the original and the deluxe because because mm-hmm. Jess and I liked the artwork on it. I think I still might have two copies of that running around. I, th- I don't need know that I ever got rid of. And you know, one of my copies. You should. You Just should. Just in case. You that way I can beat to. match. That way I can be yeah. scratching a one and then yeah. you know playing on the other. You can frame it, right? That's what Jess always tells me. She's like, "Why don't you like frame some of these like records that you have?" I'm yeah. like, "Because that would take effort. <laughs> it would look cool though, especially the video game ones." Um, this is a regular segment on a local local bones nose gaming sure. podcast. How um, how to mount your merch? How, how to, to display your merch? Your merch. I have a I have a quite a large Geralt figure coming to me soon. Um, it was it, this is it's the most expensive figure I ever bought, and it was from the CD Projekt Red store. They opened up, and um, Steve wanted to get a um, friend friend of Local Bones knows Steve. Uh, he wanted to get a uh, Cyberpunk shirt that he like had seen somewhere, and he was like, "Yeah, I think they're gonna sell it on there." The the store when they finally opened that up, so he was in the know. And he gets on, he gets the, the shirt or the jacket that he wanted, whatever it was. Uh, and then he messages me and he was like, hey, they got a lot of Witcher stuff on this website. And I look and it, wouldn't you know it, they have a Samurai Geralt uh, statue. This thing is like 12 inches tall. Like we're talking like big beefy boy. And you know me and my figs. You know I gotta have my figs. Um, I, love, I love Geralt. I love the Witcher. I love Samurai. So it was a no brainer for me. And uh, it just shipped out yesterday. So it's going to be here soon. And I'm like, I've been looking around like, how am I going to mount my gamer merch? This thing is so <laughs> fucking big. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I didn't think this through. Jess was, as soon as I ordered it, I told Jess, and she was like, where are you going to put that? And I was like, I have six months to figure this out. Yeah, this is, I have and plenty of time to figure The out time has now time. come, and I haven't figured it out. <clears throat> they do make, uh, going back to the vinyl stuff, they do make like specific mm. shelves that you can hang on the wall that have like a little slot in them. So that you basically can just put the, like the the full the holder the like all of the artwork essentially onto this tiny oh, shelf cool. that has a little slot, so that it just slots in and then it just leans against the wall and like you don't have to frame anything, but you can display them. I know a lot of people do that, that for cool. like they'll put one of those above their record player so that they can like quickly get to their and see what they're actually listening to. So. Yeah, I'm into that because um, especially again with these these video game collections, um, like the Stardew one has really cool art on it. Not necessarily something that would like vibe with everything else i have um because it's so colorful and bright but it's really nice looking especially the deluxe edition has like these like very ornate looking um seasonal themed 
like cornucopias basically painted. Like it just it looked like great Thanksgiving decoration, frankly. Um, <laughs> but then you have like like the Witcher soundtrack has this like full like three four panel display of like a Geralt on like silhouetted against the sky and like there's a bunch of monsters and stuff. I just assumed when he cool. folded it up, it was that picture of him in the bathtub that everybody loves. <laughs> like it you just be. you just you just open it, it up be. and like it's his dingus is directly in the middle underwater. <laughs> you know, there's a um there's a figure of that too. I'm sure everyone's seen this already, but um like Witcher fans have seen it. It's like seventy five dollars which is like in the grand scheme of like how much figures cost not that much <laughs> but it was still too much for me to want to get bathtub Gerald, even though because like i can't just i can't be getting a figure for for the jokes or, or can i I'm, I'm talking myself into it right now <laughs> maybe i should get bathtub Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> i thought they did the little like nin- nindo droid they did the nendoroid and, and i got him he's fun i keep seeing him everywhere too you can like get him at target yeah i was thinking um, about um I don't have a like the amount of affection that you have for The Witcher, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I, yeah, definitely was kind of thinking about getting that because it was really really cute. So he's a fun little guy. He's a fun he's little a fun dude. Little guy. I haven't had any any new figs lately. What I need to do, I have the um the tiny little robots, the little trash can robots from near uh-huh. near Automata, uh-huh. and uh, I still have those in the package. I need to I need to break Ooh. out and set those guys up. But did those come on their own, or did you have to um? get the other figure yeah they, they came on their own oh that's fun um did what do you did you just leave sorry <laughs> have i not shown you those uh no i think i have i just didn't know if they came with like 2b or because i know you can get the little robot trash can goes with yeah yeah other figures I These I, are... when i tried to buy the uh a2 figure and they sent it to me like without with a bunch of shit missing i was like okay goodbye I, um... that was a, that was a sign from the heavens it was like chris stop buying figures so I sent it back, and I canceled many, many pre-orders, which was um, a good thing. I, I, I just, and I, I think I've told this on the podcast before. Like, I would, I like the character of A two quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. but like, I just, I just can't bring myself to like put a super hot, half naked yeah. anime lady on my shelf. Like, my parents are going to be sleeping in this bedroom when they come for Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, it's it's already enough that I have like figures on two bookshelves or whatever, right? Like, right. I'm already going to get some shit. <laughs> like it's going to well, happen right so it might as well be um what's his name sigmire from dark souls rather than a half naked lady yeah i don't have any because then when they go what is this you go what do you mean that's a big boy it's a big boy it's a big onion boy the only that's my um uh, that's my steam avatar which makes me laugh every time i log into steam because i don't remember doing it but then i see it there and i go oh <laughs> i do have a little uh Nindoroid of uh, mercy from overwatch Ah, which is, which is back from your cute. from your OW days. Yep, because I was I was shipping me some pharmacy pretty hard. I thought that was pretty dope. What is ex- explain that to me? Pharaoh and uh, Mercy. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Pharaoh? Far- that's Pharaoh? A, that's fun. Pharaoh? It's fa- it might be Pharaoh. Yeah. They had. A, I'm not the one to ask though. It was just a really. And I I think the reason I really liked it more. Than, I, I I don't get into Overwatch like lore or anything, but um, at the time I was playing, and they've changed Mercy up quite a bit. Like. Pharaoh could fly. Farah could fly. Um, so she can like rocket up and like float around and shoot rockets at people. And if you were uh, Mercy, you could like heal her and then like use your ability to just basically float behind her the entire time. So it was like, oh. and then if you weren't healing, then you could switch to do the attack boost. So it was like a really good synergy of two characters. So every time I would play, I would pick one of those two and then find the other one and team up with them and have a good time. So that's fun. That's yeah. fun. Um, 
and now they're you just a did, horrible company that you should probably shouldn't support. So, yeah. yay. Yeah, I was going to say, they just announced all these new things, but morally, do we object? <laughs> uh, Local Bones, Nose, Gaming Podcast, yes, we object. Uh, until uh, Diablo 4 goes on sale and we can't help ourselves. Are we, uh, I was about to say, are we, when, on the Local Bones, Nose podcast, are we... Do we talk politics, or is this a no politics zone? What do we, what of, do, we do? There's no no gaming in politics, there's right? No no politics you in know gaming. What? I think is what you want to say. Hardline stance from local bones on local bones nodes, uh, gaming podcast. Uh, no politics. That's politics, right? Am I right? You're right. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You're right. Saying no politics. That's politics. So, um, you cowards out there. That's what I say to you. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and that wraps up uh, another weekly session of Logbones Knows uh, Game Podcast. Uh, thanks, thanks as always to my first uh, and only guest, Jeremy Greer. Uh, thanks for being here, bud. Um, you can find me on catch Twitter. You, catch you on the flip. At JG Greer. Um, I, I have a couple of podcasts that I'd, I'd like to talk about on this admin section if I can. Um, okay, yep. You got five seconds. Go. The, the first of which is a Nintendo-focused podcast where we talk about how big Mario's dick is every single episode. I have yep. a new guest every yep. week. Um, I'm a huge fan. Let me cut. Listener, guys bits let me cut in really quick and just say how much i love the big mario dick podcast it's a good podcast man like you think you come for the dick but you really you stay for the personality i think is what what happens um, and that's what i always say and I, you know what you can find the rest of me on twitter just 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 go look up uh at local bones jeremy uh which i have just created for this podcast so i could plug myself thank you um and and guys don't forget to sign up for our um our email list where we will send you um, gaming news <laughs> that actually just forwarded from IGN. But um, uh, yeah, thanks. Okay, bye. Local Bones Notes Gaming. Good first ep- episode, man. Good first. Good first Thank epo. You. Thank yeah, you. yeah, he did good. I was listening to something about how, like, when Kotaku was, like, seemingly in trouble, and, like, all these, like, hate gamers who are, um, like, they hate Kotaku so much because SJWs and all this stuff. Um, and I can't remember who it was who was saying it. it was, like, um, yeah, like, the, those dudes don't realize that, like, if Kotaku goes down, that, like, they won't have any of their news stories anymore because, like, all their scoops and all the stuff they talk about is stuff that gets uncovered by Kotaku. So, like, if you lose them, angry gamers, you lose your whole fucking bit. <laughs> I hate I listened to a podcast recently. Yeah. And this dude started off so hostile, so angry about just, like, how much he hated consoles or something. Um, and I was like, dude, that fucking sucks. Like, I know, I know one dude who does the podcast, and then the dude I know started talking, and I was like, yep, that sounds like a person I can relate to, but I just don't understand the, the, the gamer hate, and I, I think part, a huge part of that, frankly, comes from someone gets a platform, and then they are like, okay, now I have to act superior, I have to act like I know what I'm talking about, which means hate, which means looking down on, um, on stuff, and, like, people just don't know how to wield their opinion effectively, so they think that they have to weaponize their opinion, um, and it's lame. That's fucking lame. Do I do that with Sam Winchester sometimes? Maybe. Probably, That's none of your yeah. effing business, bro. <laughs> but hey, but you at least you you basically apologize for every sentence that you say on the podcast while you were saying it. So I do. you're fine. You're every good. time I say anything, I go, guys, I know I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the Dean girls mad, but here I am again saying <laughs> Now now know? I'm here to make the Sam girls mad. <laughs> yeah.
Anyway. You want to do a podcast? This episode got me fucked up. Let's do it. All right. Let me um, control Q. That's. Uh, I was doing so many like vocal exercises before I got on the mic, like the um, you know, red leather, yellow leather, like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and just a lot of like la 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 la, because I hadn't spoken yet. <laughs> I've been alone for so long. I haven't, I like, I haven't talked to the phone. I haven't done anything. Uh, I haven't even talked to my cat because he's sleeping. I um, I I was on the phone all day, so. That's not I drove. I don't. I mean, I don't talk to my cat that cat that much. But sometimes I'll just he'll be lying there. He'll look at me and I'll tell him to shut up or something. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I talk he, to my dog all the time. It. He loves it. Do you want my cat? You can have my cat if you, you want it. You want Jeremy? You want I fucking. You have a cat. You know I have a cat, right? I young, guess young I know Julius? you have a cat. I I think I remember you telling me you had a cat, and I also remembered like this, like R.I.P. to Jess's cat. But her being like, yeah, I have a cat, too. And I'd be like, girl, what? What do you mean you have a cat? You own a wolf, and suddenly you're just bringing up a cat? When Gary came down, he had the same reaction. He's like, you guys never post about this cat on social media. I'm like, yeah, it's just a fucking cat. <laughs> like, what do you want yeah. to do? He's an, I think he's I idiot. might know about your cat. I might know about your cat because I did I did Photoshop work for you. Yes, uh, that's true. For your Christmas card. That's true. Yeah, you, def- <laughs> you definitely have Photoshopped my cat before. So, um, Which I was going to I was gonna whip that out to get your address. But I had it saved on my phone, oh, though word. I didn't need to. That was my backup, though. It's in my it's in my um, nightstand. It's in the drawer. Cool. It's a photograph of uh, you and all your uh, your family. I was gonna say your animals, but I remembered Autumn was in it too. No offense, Autumn. I'm trying to call Autumn an animal. That was not. Shout my outs intention. to Autumn, the human. Uh, shout outs to Autumn, human, also human. Um, <laughs> it's a picture of you guys, and then there's there is a monster of the week postcard that I made, and then. I know. Well, there's a picture of Jess in there, Ooh. but there's there's something else that's that's funny. I mean, the picture of Jess isn't funny. It's just a picture of Jess. Um, everyone, at, I I'm sorry. We're about to do a podcast. I had a picture of Jess, and she's holding a uh, like a stuffed bear that I got her at the zoo. So and she's very excited. And Jess was like, "This is a silly picture," but I was like, "No, you look so cute. Like you look so happy." Um, and I had a printout of it at my desk at work, and then everybody was like, "Is that your little sister?" And I was like, "That's not fucking wow." Funny, right? She's twenty-seven. All right, guys. Wow. Um, so I picked, I, I updated the picture, and now everyone's like, "Oh, there's your adult girlfriend." I'm like, "Please don't choke about me having a child girlfriend." <laughs> She's an is adult. That your okay? sister is just the one of the worst things just, you could say yeah, to somebody. Yeah, that's because they thought that Jess looked young in that picture. That's which is not. Sucks. It's not Jess's fault. Yeah. Um, but now I have an updated picture, and so everything's okay. It looks lovely in it. Good. It was at a wedding, smiling. I'm cropped out of it. I didn't. I didn't crop myself out of it. I believe Jess's mother cropped me out. Dope. <laughs> Extremely good. Extremely great. <laughs> I, um, uh, but she looks, you know, she looks beautiful. So it's it's fine, and nobody gives me a hard time anymore. You guys are two of the most photogenic people that I think I have ever seen in my entire life. I, I don't know, know if it's just what, like your the general area or like the things that you do, but you just like, I, like I, we joked around a couple of weeks ago because Autumn was telling me like, you need to tell Chris and, and Jess to, to start a lifestyle magazine. And I'm like, that's, that's, those, oh, yeah. those are two of the shyest people that I know on the planet. Like they're definitely, <laughs> they're not going to, they're de- not going to do that. But like, you guys are just super photogenic. Thank you. It's because we take um, dozens of, 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 uh, photos at a go and then we pick the one that's good there's no other way to do that like i, I have 99 percent of them my eyes are closed if we're outdoors my eyes are closed because i i i am my eyes are so sensitive it's because i have contacts in all the time and i have very light eyes so when i i just can't i can't do it also i'm a gamer so i'm i stay indoors 
Um, if I wear my glasses, like not my sunglasses, just my regular glasses outside, I'm fine. I don't squint. So I, it's something to do with me having contacts in that I, I squint like a mother effer. And it, it's not it's it's not great for pictures. We'll take these these nice pictures. And then Jess is like, open your eyes. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I had to uh, I didn't know how to take I didn't know how to smile in photographs until I was about 26 or 27. Like I, it's tough, dude, because you want to look you want to look cool as shit. Right? Yeah. And like smiling real big is, is a real goofy thing to do. Like, but you, you want yeah. to look cool. You want to look hard like mm-hmm. you're on the fucking mm-hmm. on a <laughs> like you're standing next to Tupac on his album cover. Right. Like you want to look absolutely. Cool. <laughs> Um, so Absolutely. all of our wedding pictures, uh, which, you know, we're in the tux, Ottomans in the beautiful dress. And I'm like, I've got the half smirk thing happening in all of them. Just uh-huh. about. just the Yeah. The, the bastards half smirk. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Fellas, if you're right. out there with your girls taking pictures, just just give her a full smile. Don't don't Bigger, don't don't do the scowl. Smile. Give her the hugest yeah. smile that you got because she's going to cherish that or she's going to dump your dumb ass. So mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. one do you want? And to if be? you know. That's that's what you need to know. She'll cherish it. Your parents will cherish it. Embrace it. And you'll and you'll have to cry over it one day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Something give yourself something good to cry over. Now that we're um appropriately sad. Now that we're good and bummed. I'm in the I'm somber mm-hmm. for this somber episode. Hold on, let me make some gross noises and clear my throat. <clears throat> for the love of everything that is holy, don't put that in. <laughs> No one wants to hear me making fucking pig squealing noises over there. <laughs> <laughs>